You're listening to All About Property Sourcing with Paul Rose, brought to you by the Sourced Property Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Emma. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Today I'm going to be asking Paul a series of property sourcing questions that we have had sent in to us. Thanks Emma for the intro. Hi, I'm Paul, your host for today's episode of All About Property Sourcing. On this episode, I'll be answering your questions and telling you how I would play things out. So if you happen to have a question on anything at all related to property sourcing, then email me on paul at source.co, and that's just .co, short and sweet. I may just be answering your question on the next episode, so do get those in. Okay, so on with the show. So Emma, what questions have we got this week? first question is from Craig in Newcastle. So Paul, when sourcing for deals, where do you look? Okay, great question. When sourcing for deals, where do we look? First and foremost, probably the easiest one and the most obvious one is the property portals such as Rightmove and Zoopla. Some trainers in the industry may frown, but why would you not go to the easiest place you can find property uh, and they are the, the online portals? So Rightmove and Zoopla, obviously there are other options. And I think a slight different angle to take is commercial agents. Commercial agents may not always advertise on the main portals just due to costs, because obviously it costs a lot of money to advertise properties on the likes of Rightmove and Zoopla, etc. So commercial agents sometimes don't always advertise on the portals themselves. So sometimes you pick up a good golden nugget every now and again. And obviously less people looking on commercial agents. So you stand a better chance of uh, finding those golden nuggets that, that may just be a great deal. Another place to look, I would say, is the HMO registers. Now your local council in any area has to provide this. Nine times out of 10, you'll find this on your local council website. So if you do a quick Google search uh, for your council website and HMO register, normally what you'll find is it, it comes in a form of a spreadsheet I've seen it in form of a spreadsheet before or even a, even a word document and it will typically give you a lot of useful information when sourcing so if you're looking for say a hmo potentially you could do a rent to rent on you can get this list and it's got information on there like the property address the person that owns the property their name their contact details sometimes even their home address. And this is all public knowledge. It's out in the public domain, so it's out there. That's a good one. HMO registers, get on there if you haven't already. The obvious one really for me, and one that not a lot of people choose to use, is networking meetings. That's both property networking meetings and business networking meetings. But when you're sourcing, obviously for deals, networking meetings that are predominantly property, so you know the likes of you know the property hub, the pin networking meetings. There's lots that are free. There's a website called Meetup, I think it's .com, .co.uk, whatever it is. Have a little Google. They're free. Quite often there's uh, a property networking meeting in your area. So that's well, well worth checking out. And tell everyone what you do. So if you're sourcing properties, tell as many people as you can what you're looking for, what you're doing, what you can do potentially for them, and just start networking. And that goes for online as well, online networking on the social media platforms. Find Facebook is probably the best one. Just get the message out there, really. Another source for sourcing deals is probably estate agents and letting agents. Love them or loathe them, they can be your best friend. So exactly the same as networking really, is going in, going into your local agents, building that relationship, letting them know what you can do for them. So if they have stock that is maybe sticking a little in the market, they're struggling to sell it for whatever reason, 
ask if you can take a look you know you may see it from a different angle and maybe a, a deal to be had once you build that relationship and take that forward you then have potentially you know an agent will hopefully potentially anyway give you deals off market before they put them on the market they'll be sending them to you once they understand what you can do for them and that's the key is really getting getting down to the nitty-gritty and getting across to the agent what you can do for them At the end of the day all the agent wants to do is let their stock if they're a letting agent or if they're an estate agent who want to sell their stock that's the only way they earn money so if you can facilitate that happening by introducing an investor or structuring a deal for them and, and, and gaining them their commission, then they're going to give you more and more off-market deals. It's the long game, but it, it's certainly a relationship that you do need to be focusing on and building because it's essentially at the end of the day that you will have them sourcing for you those off-market deals. And that frees up more time for yourself to go and do other things. Okay, next question. Now we've got one from Andy in Edinburgh and his question is what makes a deal a deal when sourcing? Great question you get that all the time. (laughs) Think about the buyer first and foremost what return typically gets an investor excited? Most people well certain investors will want a certain yield or they'll have a certain budget to play with Uh, maybe they'll be looking for a certain amount of cash flow each month they'll want something so it's about understanding your investors first and foremost and they should always be at the front of your mind when you're sourcing a property so you know who is this going to appeal to? So what makes a deal a deal really is something that fits their criteria as an investor obviously that's a little bit difficult if you don't have the investors and you're trying to source and then you're going to go and find the investor it's more about packaging it up so this also depends on what you're sourcing so if it's a typical flip or a bmv property let's say then you're going to be looking at maybe a 15 to 20 percent discount to fit that criteria of a typical bmv but maybe you could create a below market value property by changing the usage of the property uh, and increasing its value so it's just about looking at things from a slightly different angle what's the opportunity when looking at commercial to residential deals you may want to have a minimum of a 20 percent profit margin because there's so many variables with with commercial to residential and the market can fluctuate so you need a bit of a buffer and typically most investors will want 20 percent as their profit margin the key really is when presenting the deal to your investors that you only deal in facts and you evidence those facts that's so so important we spoke about it last week on the previous podcast with rob and it's evidencing those facts to the investors that builds the trust so if you're saying the property is worth x amount then you have a valuation it doesn't have to be a rick survey you know an agent's desktop valuation will do it cost 20 25 pounds but the key is proving what you're presenting you need to look after the investors and build that trust so you're figures need to be correct and evidenced where possible i think that's key so what makes a deal a deal when sourcing really the answer is it's got to stack up that's that's the bottom line the figures have to make sense um, it's got to be a good enough return for the investor or for the potential investor if you don't already have an investor in mind it's just got to make perfect financial sense so i always say ask yourself would you buy the deal does it make sense to you as a sound financial investment would you be excited by it would you buy it if not then you might want to look at the figures again and look if you can maybe structure it in a different way and maybe make the deal work but if it's not a deal it's not a deal and no amount of playing around with figures is going to turn it into a deal and finally the last question is from olivia in hull and it is are no money down deals possible or are they just a myth 
Well, they are real, and the definition is if you use none or very little of your own money in the deal, then you, you've essentially got a no money down deal. Now, I often spend time sourcing these types of deals myself, and the basic structure can probably be one or two things. Firstly, you would find a below market value house, and you put down a small deposit to purchase on a mortgage, let's say. So you then refinance the property for its full market value, and this releases your small deposit, so you get all your money back out. So you now have a house, and you have no money in the deal, but you've got a rental income and a property. And some may say, yeah, 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 you've got a mortgage. And that's true, but you are generating an income from the rental of the property, and you've got your deposit back, so you can go and do the same again. And this is sometimes referred to as recycling your cash. You know, this is a great way to build a portfolio very quickly. In fact, if you carry out works on the property and improve a property to a certain level and you can show it, prove that and evidence it, then you don't have to wait six months to refinance either. Um, so that's something to look into if you're one for recycling cash quickly. Obviously, on the back of that, you will want to recoup that money as well as your deposit. You know, refurbishment costs, you do have to take that into account as well. So the second option, probably my friend and should be everybody's friend really, is alternative funding. I'm a big fan of this as it allows you to buy and refer property and have no money down in the deal on day one and this works really well for things like commercial to residential conversions so you can lend or you may be able to lend obviously depending on, on your own circumstances you may be able to lend 100% of the purchase price and 100% of the conversion works so how does that work well you can lend typically 70% of the GDV which is the end value of the property so as long as the purchase and the cost of works come to less than 70% of the end value of the GDV, then you can buy and develop, in theory, with no money down, with no money actually in the deal. Obviously, to get that level of alternative funding, you may have to prove you know, experience. To take on something like that, obviously, you need extra skills, project management skills, and you have to build those relationships with trades and things like that. So, so there's a lot to it. It's not a simple commercial to residential. It's not for the faint-hearted and better off to start small and work your way up to the bigger opportunities. Well, that wraps up the mini podcast for this episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on this one and the bigger podcast, obviously, with Steve and Chris. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye now. If you've got any property sourcing questions, send them in to us at podcast at sourced.co and we will try to cover them on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Visit sourced.co for free training videos and blogs. 